Welcome to the Notorious Scoundrels, a Star Wars Legion podcast, bringing you the latest news, general perspective, and competitive discussion. Hello and welcome back to the Notorious Scoundrels podcast. I'm Kyle. I'm here with Mike and Jay. What's up, gentlemen? You know, things and stuff. Here we are. (laughs) Episode two, me being on the team. Jay's you having a bad day, everybody. Don't don't <laughs> don't mind his his gloomy <laughs> attitude. It's been a rough Monday. You're right, Mike. I'm sorry. Hey, everybody. Things are great. <laughs> Sounds like somebody's got a case of the Mondays. Yeah. Oh, I sure do, Kyle. I sure do. <laughs> Another reason, Mike, you got to see Office Space. Probably. I don't know. You know, for those because then you know where that was from. Yeah. 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 Um, I've never seen Office Space, dude. Please, Legion Steer, make fun of me for whatever you know. I told him he could have the day off, everybody, if tomorrow if he just watched that movie. Is it on Netflix? Like, I don't. I'm sure it's on some streaming I'm sure service. You can find it. Sound very interesting. It is. It's gonna blow your socks off. You, you won't have socks anymore. I'm gonna be gone. I'm, I'm at the end of season three of Agents of Shield right now. So. Well, stop that crap and go watch actually, this movie. <laughs> I'm really enjoying uh, this this season. I yeah. like it definitely like Yeah, that'll stop show's... soon. Okay. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look, man. I'm I'm just trying to like fill in the gaps right here. All right. Oh, the uh, gaps that my sadness left <laughs> from yeah. the entry. Yeah. All right. All right. Anyway, uh, we do have actual Legion stuff to talk about today. Yeah. We're gonna we like invader. We have actual legions. Yeah, like real legion. Yeah. So, the primarily what we're gonna spend most of the time doing today is the Dallas Open happened over the weekend, the first actual tournament in a while. So that was a thirty-two person tournament held in mm-hmm. Dallas, hence the name. And, uh, and that's was, in uh, Texas, everyone. It is, yes, in Texas. <laughs> I want everybody to be on the lookout for the point of the interview where uh, Kyle starts talking to about Atlantic City Open and he says that's on the other coast. <laughs> well, he's, he's, he's not from Texas. He's from Tulsa, Oklahoma. Okay. Still. How does that make it any better? <laughs> It's far. It's whatever. It's everything right. west of us okay. is like just, the west coast. I, I, just shut up, Mike. That's why <laughs> he's on the other coast. Leave him alone. If you're, right. if you're west of the Midwest, it's west coast. Yeah, yeah okay. I, I think everyone in Dallas. So. I'm gonna have Kyle draw a map of the United States after this to see. Dallas is pretty far inland, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It it's it's just like us, and then like a big blob. Texas West is closer to the Pacific Ocean than we are. Well, that's uh, true. <laughs> for okay. sure. Yeah. Noodle that for a minute while we move on from this embarrassing topic. <laughs> and um <laughs> Yeah. So just, we're, yeah, okay. Continue. So we're gonna talk to Seth Roche, <laughs> aka Degree, who won that tournament. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And we didn't just pick a random person uh to talk I to. I wish we although did, that would have but... been yeah. 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 <laughs> um anyway uh yeah so we're gonna talk to him in just a few minutes but first invader league has also concluded the final was this weekend mm-hmm. so that was Ino satum who was playing a basically it's actually a bit of an unusual rex clones list um 
We've talked nine about it on the cast before. Nine activations, yeah. less oh. arcs, more medics, hmm. basically. Um, and he was victorious over Snyder, who was running the thir- dread- dreaded uh, 13 activation droid stat list. So, hmm. with, with a little bit of twist, he had a full BX unit with um, Jammer and yes. Swords, which, yes. it, which is like a pretty fundamental change to the list, it I is. think. Yeah, it is. It's still 13 activations. It still has stats and a bunch of B1s, but he's got that. Yeah. Any uh, any uh, lessons learned, Kyle, from the final overall? So I think we should uh, table that for the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I, th- I would like to have Inosatum on. He is uh, he was representing France. He is French. So it's currently like we we record this in the evenings. Um, it's currently like two or three in the morning over there. So um, you know we can't just have him like jump on the cast when we normally record. So sure. we'll try and get him on at some point via some kind of pre-recorded interview during some time that he is awake. <laughs> yeah. And if we can't do that, then we'll recap the final like next week, okay. basically. So. Well, and I guess it's good that he was French and representing France. It would have been weird if he. If he was English and representing <laughs> France, I suppose. Uh, yeah, that's probably fair. Um, and and if you want in between now and then uh, to watch the final, it is on twitch.tv slash yavinbase. Um, David did stream it. So um, nice. it, yeah, so make sure you check it out there. Yep. And also Team League starts this week. Oh, baby. I got my game scheduled, boys. We are, we are facing the Germans, who are representing Germany. Jawohl. <laughs> I think that's Russian. Good? No, that's German. Is it? I, right. Yeah, I took about eight years of it. I think I would know. Oh, all right. <laughs> well, mein Deutsch is schlecht. So. Ah, yeah. Uh, nice. And true. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I went no to Austria. Idea what you just said. He said his German's bad, and I agreed in English. Yeah. Um, Yes, I, I went to Austria a few years ago, and I learned enough to like order food and ask where the bathroom is. But that's about it. Nice. <laughs> I, I went to Austria a few years ago too, but I know none of the language and just assumed everyone else would know English. And perfect, American. Right. You were right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a great, great way to live, American. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, expect everyone else to speak my language. Anyway, yeah. yeah so, uh, you guys, German excited? Band. Yeah. You get, yeah. I am. Yeah. A, I'm. I'm. I'm taking it real serious, boys. I. That's the first TTS event where I'm all in. All in. He's all, right. all in. Full um, attitude. Gear fifth gear. I'm ready to go. Got my yeah. heavies loaded. I mean, <laughs> so we. Wait. Yeah, we. We pair. I paired um, our team against uh, Finn's team. Um, earlier today the matchups i think are going to be interesting the format actually um as far as like how all the pairings were put together felt a lot more balanced than i originally thought it was going to be um i'm you know i think it'll take a couple of times for me to like really get a good grasp of like how fair it is but it, it it was interesting um for sure you know so uh i i like it uh and it'll yeah i'm yeah i mean to david's credit right like i i feel like 
we'll we'll see how it all washes out in the end but i feel like he put a lot of thought into it this year right and like really how it's going to be organized the two different leagues like a lot of thought was put into this which i was really i was really impressed by just all the work it was it was really cool yeah and for those that don't follow team league uh it's sort of hard to explain the pairing. It's it's a little bit complicated. Yeah, I'm not going into um, it on the cast because it's just going to confuse a bunch it's, of people. It's kind of like a League of Legends style draft. There's like a kind of there's like a ban phase. You can actually ban units before people make lists. Yeah, I, I do um, wish that that was just like you could only ban characters, but. Um, yeah, it is what it is. But you know, uh, so yeah, I mean. I, I guess from a simple perspective, um, in our matchup, you know, each team got two bands. We, in total, the things in our pool that nobody could take were phase twos, staps, AATs, and Wookiee Warriors. Um, I think that's a good, that's a, that's an interesting list for sure. Yeah. I mean, it definitely, I think, cuts out the probably top three front runners in the meta i think uh yeah. pretty easily so um and, and those things being rec star triple staps and uh the wookie skew i don't know what the optimal list is for that yet but yeah. i would imagine that when you cut out wookies it probably makes it a lot worse so yeah um, yep. this this is why it pays to play skewless that's yeah, Jay no one's gonna ATFTs, Jay. I think yeah. you're safe. I'm just gonna play whatever I want. Yep. It was <laughs> I was I was incredibly surprised when they revealed that they also had a double ATST list. I was like, oh well I'm, listen, I don't mean to brag, but uh the Germans definitely listen to my podcasts uh over so there you go. they've heard me talk about it before. So it also could have something to do with the fact that AATs were banned and there is a yeah. map specifically designed for double heavy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like, I mean, they also took a uh, double rebel airspeeder. So yep. they had two heavy lists, which um, was an interesting thing to pair up against because uh, they saved both of them for last. So you, it was kind of a situation where like, you were playing a double heavy list no matter what, pick your poison. Um, so That's smart. Yeah, it was definitely, you know, um, made made the choices interesting, and I also liked like the new rule set and that it's a little bit difficult to like nail somebody to the wall with a skew in team league this season, and that there's kind of always a choice unless you like double down on your skew and take take essentially two lists that are similar, um, so. I, I, based on the, the list that they showed, I kind of felt like they were, they were in the double down mode. They had two, two lists that were very jump focused and two lists that were very, uh, heavy support focused. So. Yep. And then a Maldi two list basically. Yeah. 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 Well, it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to this. I'm really excited. Yeah. It's awesome. Um, all right. Well, should we jump into our interview with Seth? Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. And we're back with Seth Roche, a.k.a. Degree from the Discord, but also Seth from a real tournament that happened. This I am a real person, weekend. not just a digital presence. Yeah. Yes. Um, and indeed, you played at the Dallas Open this past weekend. I did. I did. It was uh, got home. Yes. Got home today. Uh, played 
uh, yesterday and this past Saturday. It was super fun. Yeah. Tell us about it. Was was this your, um, have you been to previous Legion tournaments or was this the first one? So this was my first 800 point in-person tournament. Um, uh, my local before, right, like probably about a month before COVID hit, I actually, I played in a skirmish, uh, 500 point skirmish format format um which was i think that's that's when like the skirmish came out and so everyone was like oh this is super cool this could be like the new tournament setting just like skirmish and i came i brought a saber tank to that i was like my first time running the saber tank never ran that and i absolutely demolished it i was like you know i I could probably be good at this game so saber sounds terrifying in skirmish format by the way timbo would be proud yeah (laughs) i was proud so (laughs) Yeah, well, I think I brought like a skirm, like a, a saber tank Rex, two naked phase ones, and then a phase two with a mortar uh, as a heavy weapon. And yeah, I didn't really know what I was doing back then, but it worked. So, and clearly, um, you've had you've been able to at least practice in some fashion. Have you been playing TTS basically through the pandemic? Yeah, so yeah. Between so- then and now. For sure. So I, I, I found about TTS after, like when COVID hit, I was like, oh, tabletop simulator, like, oh, cool, digital. And then um, I found out there was a Legion Discord. So I joined that and then found everyone on there. Uh, and then I joined the Invader League season five. And then ever since then, uh, I just kept just playing tournaments because I was like, I just enjoy playing this game. I have nothing else to do during quarantine. So uh, and then eventually uh, played an Invader six, got to single eliminations, and then I got my butt whooped by uh tyrone's triple wookie list so that was awesome uh i was like oh i'm not good in this game anymore i went five and oh during um the the round robin and then the first round got booted off so cool uh and then yeah and then i played in the dallas open first 800 point like in real life tournament and it was super fun so yeah I understand you were the first person ever to table Tim Hannon from Stabcast. Is that accurate? Uh, uh probably not, not the yes and no, not in, the in first like Sorry. yes in a turn yeah in a tournament setting yes. And so I actually made Tim slap himself. Wow. Um, yes, and so he straight up just slapped himself right in front of me, mainly because uh, he rolled ten dice, uh, Z six, uh, phase two, uh, all blakes, just right then and there. Uh, <laughs> then he slapped himself. I'm like. Good. sorry like what can you say like i'm sorry <laughs> like yeah. uh, so yeah well uh that's the end of the interview folks that's all we wanted to know as long <laughs> as stab cast loses we're good <laughs> success no it so, was funny oh go, go no no please oh yeah so they actually so like the first round i actually faced ryan from Stabcast, uh <laughs> and then round two i faced tim from Stabcast, and then Tim make, made it to the top final four, and then we faced. I faced him again. Oh, you in the played final him twice. Four. Yeah, so I played him twice. Wow. Um, okay. And then I didn't table him the second time, but he did oh, concede well. after turn four. So uh, it, it, we had. I I put stab casts in their place. Good. So, I only yeah. I only whooped him twice. The second time yeah. wasn't that bad. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So. Uh, well, I know what the title of this episode is going to be. <laughs> Uh, how so? So for being the first event in person that I think a lot of us have seen or been to, like, how was the feel overall of like everybody being there? Did it was it like a lot of energy or were people kind of like relaxed? What was it like? Yeah, so I actually had no idea what to expect because I only played like in my living room or dining room. Um, but yeah, 
so much energy walking in. Everyone was super friendly. I think everyone was kind of like, oh, we haven't done this in a hot minute. And so it was like, what do we do? Like, yeah. and so, but I don't know if that was just me and my nerves. Everyone was nervous. I don't know. I don't know if because the, the AC or was broken, but it was really hot in there. So everyone was like kind of sweating and <laughs> drinking a lot of water. So I don't, oh, I, I don't know if that was like the normal t- tournament setting, but I think everyone was kind yeah. of uh, just like, okay, trying to get back in the flow of things. And like, even like in my matches, uh, you could tell like people are just making basic mistakes that like you don't normally make. Um, and it's probably cause like, we're just, we're all rusty at this. And yeah. so, um, but we, we all had a blast. It was all just, I mean, super fun. Uh, just great to actually talk to humans uh, while playing, while moving plastic miniatures around. And it was super, I think one of the, one of the super cool things about it was like, even like people were coming up like, and the hotel that we were at, like, just like interested, like what the heck is going on here? And then, so like, just like, just having the opportunity just to just explain like, oh yeah, this is, this is what we do. Like, we're just a big adult nerds, <laughs> uh, moving plastic toys around. Uh, and then, so like, it was just like awesome experience, uh, just introducing other people to like the, like the hobby. Cause there was a 40 K tournament going on as well. And so, yeah. So, uh, clearly, you did very well at this tournament. You want to tell us a little bit about about what you played and and why you played it? For sure. So I went completely uh, undefeated. Um, I'm not trying to brag, but the most activations I lost in a round was two activations. Um, I did not oh. lose more than two activations. Uh, and then what? So I played. I played the, actually the same list I ran for Invader League. Uh, it was Rexstar. Um, sorry for all those clone haters, <laughs> um, but I did not run R2. So I, I you know, I was kind of leveling the flame. Oh, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. You didn't run R2. No, no, I just, no. For the record, everybody, like <laughs> the man didn't run R2. I'm looking at you stab cast him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I uh, did not run R2 mainly because he just doesn't, he didn't synergize with my army. Well, uh, so Rex four phase twos um one with fives three with c6s all with the offensive push um i had a clone commander uh no upgrades on him um and then a uh, phase one with the rocket and then three strike teams uh just with the normal sniper uh i had a bid of 795 and so five point bid and i got blue player every single round really yes whoa that's wow. unbelievable i was yeah. i was shocked <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, because like what well, I faced, well, Tim twice. Uh, so he was a clone player, two Imperials, uh, and then a Rebel. And then all either had like a four point, a three point, or a one point bid. And I was like, this is not TTS tournaments. Like, what? <laughs> no, I had so a 20 point bid in Invader and I was a red player <laughs> a couple yeah. times. Oh, <laughs> and so, but like, I think a big difference, like having the, like the, like the bid being blue player was like, the there was clearly a better side on the boards um, because there was no like scouting of the terrain beforehand or scouting because they would actually every day they would move around the terrain so like you couldn't like so you couldn't come into the next day like in the top eight and play on the same board as you did the previous day mm-hmm. and so uh there was actually like a better side and so like one of the one of the aspects of me tabling tim was I got the side that had a bunch of heavy cover and he got the side that had a bunch of light cover. So I would just fire support with my arcs and okay, no cover shot, boom, you're dead. So yeah. 
So how would you like, do you want to talk about the terrain generally and the, the board layouts and stuff? Yeah. So I, uh, granted, I'm not like, do not, I'm not, I don't have a lot of experience with like tournament terrain. Um, but I think I was going through it over just like debriefing like the, the tournament in my head. And I think a big, um, like there was, there was a variety of boards. I, I would kind of compare it to like uh, the YBTL season that's happening right now. Like the, the boards were drastically different. So like, I think, and some of them were in my favor a lot. Um, so when people, like, I've heard people say like your terrain is like the third player or something. I don't know if I hundred percent agree with that, but then after playing that tournament, I was like, you know, this is like 25 to 30% of the game right here. It's just like picking the side of the yeah. board and also the, what board you're playing on. So like I played, so like when I played Ryan from Stabcast, he was running OP Luke, like he always does, but there was like no line of sight blockers for him. So turn two or three, I think beginning of turn three, I took out Luke. So without him doing, I think he saber throw to strike team and killed him. Um, but like, but like, what can you do? Like there's no line of sight blockers because it was pretty much open and we were playing sabotage from moisture evaporators where he had to come to me. Uh, and there was just nothing he could do. Um, he probably could have done some things, um, but I won't go into that. Um, so, Ooh, Stabcast. Uh, yeah, heat. yeah, oh, it's here today. He, Ryan, Ryan would agree with me. Ryan would agree with me. And so um, I think you made some turn zero mistakes. Um, like I said, we're, we were all rusty. Um, and so, sure. uh, but yeah, no, the, but I think the terrain was all super cool i mean there's pics on the legion facebook and also the legion discord um and i know some people have some mixed feelings about the terrain but all in all they looked super cool they looked super thematic uh, which is like huge for me because i i mean like, I, I love to win but also like i painted my miniatures for a reason <laughs> um and so i like i want it to look cool because i'm I, I love star wars and so it was it was super cool and uh, I know like a lot of people were saying stuff about like TTS, like the difference between TTS um, boards, which I'm very much used to, and in real life boards, the in real life boards are a lot more sparse, sparse um, and not as dynamic than the TTS boards, but that's because you don't have copy and paste. Um, like, you, like you only have so much terrain that you can bring um, and so much you can bring to a board, especially to make it look dynamic. Um, and they did a very good job making it look dynamic and making it look like cinematic and thematic. Um, but they didn't have the abundance of terrain like TTS does. And so. So, so out of all the tables you played on, what was your favorite and why? Um, I, I, I don't know the, I don't know what planet it was, but it, it looked like a darker version of Geonosis. Um, it probably was Geonosis, um, mm -hmm. but it was like more gray. Uh, and I love that because I found a bunch of open shots where I could kill <laughs> the empire pretty fast. And so, like, <laughs> um, and so, it, but it just looked super cool. Um, like the, the terrain that was built was, um, man, like, I wish I could do that good of a job as terrain, because I'm very lazy when it comes to making terrain. Uh, and so it's like, it was just very, very detailed. Uh, and just, I mean, it just looked super cool. Uh, and I mean, finding open shots to kill the empire is always fun. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so 
what did what did you learn this weekend um i guess it, it was this week yeah um like do you have any like huge takeaways as far as you know clearly this was your first sounds like your first ever tournament that was in yeah. real life so yeah. um i imagine there was some some lessons learned there yeah so like three things um man the first one is like i'm playing a human being and i'm not playing like a computer um, and so uh, just like the interactions between people are really what makes the game. Uh, it's not like the, I mean, yes, the dice rolling and everything is super cool, but I mean, just like hanging out with someone and doing something together that we both spent a lot of time putting into and an energy into and something that we can relate to. So that was, that was like a big takeaway. Just like, man, just being with another human being was super fun Uh to drink a lot of water while playing a game <laughs> and, uh i mean and three honestly it's just like take your time uh playing the game because you i mean like during especially during a tournament setting like you're you're you, you kind of feel rushed um and you're like i need to do this as fast as possible so that i don't do it but there's actually plenty of time um to do things um and so it's just man take your time because if you don't take your time you're going to make a ton of mistakes and i think that's what helped me a lot was that i took my time a lot mm. and i saw my like opponents not take as much time even though i would be one of the first games to end because i would they would concede turn three <laughs> um uh i still like took my time you know and so that 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 helped a lot um who said clones <laughs> Who's that Jay? Jay. yeah, yeah. Jay. Um, i just uh, clones <laughs> Hey man, you know, sometimes you got to pick the winning side and clones are strong. But I will say one of the takeaways, right, was that we had all four factions, right, in the top 4. Is that right, yeah. Kyle? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, did you feel so so we <clears throat> we heard <laughs> how some of your games went with the concessions? But did you feel like they were better represented in real life than they had been in TTS? And I don't mean just by the number that was there, but also how they played on on the boards. Um, you know, they, I, I think every Empire list that they brought was interesting. I've never seen it before. Um, like, and so it's not that it, it was better than like a, a TTS was. It was just different than what I've seen. Um, and so like what one person ran Callus and boss, of course, Callus is brand new. Um, but he went three, and zero, and then we played a top eight and I, I beat him in the top eight. And so he, like his playing style was totally different than what I've seen. Um, and so, uh, that was, that was, it, it was just different and it was cool to see what people did with the empire. Mm-hmm. Um, like one person actually ran the, the the gav tank with the e-web and i was like i can't even touch this um they would throw uh 10 10 dice like every time and uh roll hits and i'm like i can't do anything (laughs) so um but uh it was it was it was not not necessarily bad but like that was probably some of the best imperial players i've played um that wasn't triple isf um with uh what was your toughest match uh, well, the final with um, Daniel Lupo, um, also known as Zano on the Discord, I think. And so his playing style was completely different than what I've yep. encountered. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, like he, he's like, I'm going to quote him. He's like, here's the puzzle I have for you to solve. Because he would double move with Maul and take a standby. And I'm like, okay, 
so I tried to get out of that and then he would just counter that I was like I've never seen this before um and so it was like and then he would instead of running his like keeping his b2s back and like just hanging out he would just run him into melee with my clones and and like try to stop me from getting like tapping my vaps which I didn't tap my vaps until I destroyed all of his b2s in mall um and so it was like that one took a lot more time than any of the other ones um just because it was just like the just like the activation control and the activation order that i had to act like do and the turn order um was very critical in the game and so i think in that game what helped me win a lot was i took out by turn one i took out an activation um actually turn i think it was at the end of turn one i took out two activations and so that helped me a lot because with a force user he was at 10 activations and he was down to eight so having a force user being on a lower activation count um is a lot tougher and so that helped me like that was critical in the game right there um because then i could i had the opportunity to um you know he would double move with his maul take a standby and it's like then i would have two actions after that to maneuver around that and so and then ended up doing that and so it was it took a lot it was really fun really fun opponent but totally different not a tts game that's for sure so so definitely would do a real tournament again (laughs) absolutely i don't even want to go back to tts tournaments like (laughs) these are terrible (laughs) yep (laughs) yeah like they're a poor substitute you know man like too competitive like they're they're a little bit more rude on tts i may be a little (laughs) bit more rude on tts honestly um just because you know it's not that it's not Mm. you don't see the human being aspect to it uh and so it's like but also just like the you're you're playing the top players from around the world with everyone's talking about the best list and the best counters to the list and in a real life tournament they're like i'm just gonna bring what i'm comfortable with and what i'm what i find fun um totally different than a tts tournament and i love that aspect because people really aren't there to like i mean yes they're there to win but it's not like i'm just here to have a freaking good time and roll some dice um so that that aspect was like you can't match that on tts at all no nobody's there to have a good time on tts at all no we're all we're all just there trying to grind out 10 games to see who can go undefeated at the end of the season come on speak for yourself (laughs) i I, maybe i am speaking for myself (laughs) i don't know but yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't call tts super fun at least Um, i think it's fun it's not as fun no No, definitely not as fun because i mean you're not running your painted models that was a super fun aspect, like spending countless hours painting my models. And then like, oh, I actually get to, like, people actually saw them. and like, oh, I love your models. I'm like, yeah. you have your models barely painted. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, it is. that. I, I would say that's like a really gratifying part of, of it, especially if you like the hobby aspect, right? Is, is showing off the stuff that you've, right? Because you've been in your house for hours and hours and hours, like, you know bending over painting these little faces and then finally somebody sees it like this is cool and you're like oh thank god because <laughs> i thought right. that was a complete waste of time <laughs> so absolutely yeah and it's pretty rare when people are like oh that's interesting 
Yeah. Yeah. For those of you at home, if they say it's interesting, they don't like it. Just Yeah. That's just, what that means you, usually. Just so you know. Yeah. Wow. That's a very interesting, interesting color scheme. That's what I yeah, said about Tim's paint jobs. Ooh. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, Tim, I man. love you. Like, like you're I'm awesome, so happy man. right now. No, uh, no. Screw Tim. I thought we were no, done no, with no, the no, Shabcast shade. Tim's yeah. too cool. Tim's too cool. All right. Uh, yeah. We're bringing back our pro wrestling beef with Stabcast. That's there what we're go. doing right now. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was a super, like, super cool aspect because um, we would bond over the, like, you would bond with other people over the hobby. Like, yeah. Uh, I think, and just seeing like the other creative aspects of people's mind. Like, one of the, one of the, one of the, um, one of the armies. Uh, won the best painter army it was it was the jordan army but it was painted the scheme of like a clone simulation um mm. yeah so it was like there it was like an all white screen like a all white army with like targeting on it and like the mall darth mall was like a hologram and it was like this is super cool like i've never seen that before but it was super creative and it's like a totally different point of view that was like makes me appreciate like the hobby even more yeah. Yeah, that was Josh Cook, I think. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was. Got to give him props there. Yeah, I love that. It was and white is really hard to paint. Oh, mm-hmm. it's the uh, painting stormtroopers and stuff is the worst. Yeah. yeah, Joshua did a very good. Brian ran the army, but Joshua painted it, and man, great job, Joshua. I'm facing him in YBTL now. So <laughs> nice. There you go. Yeah. All right. Well, do you want to? You have you stream occasionally, right? Yeah, I, I, I do sometimes. You want to plug your Twitch channel real quick? Yeah, so it's just Seth underscore Roach, and that's R-O-C-H-E. That's it. Nice. Awesome. Well, thanks, man. Congrats on winning the first real tournament in a while. And uh, I'm sure we'll be seeing more of you. Are you coming to Atlantic City? Uh, I, I'm not. That's, I know that's, that's literally different. like the other yeah, coast. Yeah. But... When, I, I'm having a baby around that time, so I cannot... Well, Sorry. congratulations on that. Thank you. Yeah, Thank congrats, you. man. I heard babies like casinos. There's lots of noises and flashing lights and stuff. Yeah, yeah I'm just going to stick them in the dark closet. And like... yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. If you watch this, listen to this wife, I'm not doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, congrats and thanks, man. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. So that was Seth Roach, aka Degree from the Discord. Uh, I am very excited that we got to talk to a person that actually played in a real tournament. <laughs> yeah, I'm so I mean, excited for Real Legion. Yeah, it's it's Same. it's uh, literally been over a year, I think, at this juncture. So, um... I think the real one of the interesting takeaways from that for me was I I didn't really realize it before we spoke with him, but it makes sense that. We're going to have all these players that have literally never played in real life have only been playing on TTS, right? And like they're going to experience that for the first time. And that's that's exciting for me. And so yeah. all you players out there who've played in real life before, don't spoil it for them, man. Be cool. Like cuz they this is their first time. I think that there's a variety of things we're going to see happen here. I think we're going to see the TTS players throw down the gauntlet of hey, welcome to super hyper competitive legion which is mostly what tts is um that's again it's different not a bad thing right um i also think that like all the people that like don't play on tts are gonna be like 
oh payload hostage exchange and bombing runner a thing you know um <laughs> like this was the first tournament that i think vital assets was legal in in real life yes possibly uh in the u.s i mean there have been yeah. tournaments in other countries that's that's very um, fair i shouldn't i shouldn't um yeah states like, for yeah. sure but but yeah. in the states like this was the first one and it's been out for what and you know what else a year and some change arcs arcs yeah yeah <laughs> yeah so i mean yeah um seriously yeah i i try not to oversell the arcs with uh, the cast but like who you do hot takes no never you know i've been i've been talking up Rexstar for months and you know uh i don't know one invader league won the dallas open see see what happens in atlantic city i guess um i th- yeah i mean listen it's good like for sure i think the question is i i think you know we were talking about the terrain a lot and i think there's been a lot of conversations online about the terrain and i i think that plays a huge part in it too so i actually <laughs> seth has some stuff that i just wanted to like follow up on um you know i think i think he's right like you can't just like copy and paste terrain i also yeah. think that to some extent on real legion boards as opposed to tts boards there are collision issues with like the amount of terrain in like the amount of terrain we're able to put on a tts board and have it workable is very different than the amount of terrain you can put on a real board and have it workable just from like a pure i have to like move my arms around the board and touch stuff without knocking everything over perspective yeah um which I don't know. I just figured I'd bring that up. Yeah, no, yeah. I think that's fair. And I think the other thing too is looking at, you know, originally, I think they've updated it, but originally the rules was like 25% of the table cover was train. And and I think we've been talking for a while that it should probably be more like 35%, maybe 40 is more of a realistic terrain approach for, for in real life tables. And that's where the TTS boards <clears throat> tend to skew. Yeah. Um, I've also noticed, so I think there's there's a couple things here. I think we're a little bit spoiled with like the Adepticon and LVO terrain sets. Which oh, totally, 100%. Much more closely resemble sort of the standard that you'd expect to see on TTS. Um, I will say even those tables uh, tend to lack scatter and area terrain, yep. which is something that um, I noticed with the Dallas Open terrain tables also. Which isn't that surprising, you know. Legion lends itself towards three D printing terrain, which certainly is easy to make, but also, you know, it's kind of hard to print a forest <laughs> on a three D printer. Yeah. Um, the area terrain and the scatter terrain tends to be a little bit more labor intensive than just like you know yeah. blocky buildings. Isn't that funny that that hasn't really come over from Warhammer? It is because in Warhammer, you just like you have people that just cut out felt and buy like those trees for model railroads yeah. and put them down and like that's fine right you, know? you put down like three trees and you have a little like oblong shaped like organic shaped felt and you're boom area terrain done yeah. let's go maybe people so, are resi- like think that felt is tacky looking or something i don't know yeah i mean but i'd rather they have area terrain on the tables <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah yeah i do think um and this is just kind of me making a uh, educated guess but i think the fact that the the barricades were in the core box really kind of 
taught you what Legion terrain was supposed to kind of look and feel. And, um, and I'm not saying it's right. I just, uh, I don't know. It was like, here are barricades. Like these look really nice. They're hardcover. Yeah. And I also think that the, at least in the beginning of the game, I'm not even sure area terrain was defined in the rule book, uh, in the rules it, reference. Guide. It was, was it? Yeah. Um, because I know that there was a bunch of terrain stuff that kind of like it got filled in the first few months after release. Like a lot of it changed. I do you think too? Maybe maybe part of it is because it's the Star Wars universe, and we're so passionate about it that we're like a little bit more picky about what we're putting on the table as far as trying to be you know within within world of of star wars where with i felt i feel like with warhammer you have like a lot more wiggle room where you're like oh yeah this is just some this this planet or you know this is this field or something i think that's a piece of it like you know uh even when you're on endor right like the trees are so big yeah that they should still be heavy cover, right? Um, yeah. And like, what other, what other, like, I mean, I guess there's a couple scenes in the Mandalorian uh, first season where they're like messing around on a forested planet with the ATST and all that jazz. But like, overall, there's not a lot of forests in Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a little bit like, I feel like, I mean, there's so many different biomes that you could justify in a Star Wars universe. It doesn't seem like, you know, all right, here's a pine tree. Fine. It's a tree. Yeah. Like, totally. There's totally. gotta be a planet in, you know, the thousands of planets that are in the Star Wars galaxy with a pine tree on it or something. But it's that looks like a only pine, tree. pine trees across the entire planet. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so that's the first observation. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean this not as a like critique of the people running in the event um this, this is more this is what i've seen with like almost all real tournament tables um i was a little bit surprised they got the amount of terrain together that they did with yeah you know i mean like under the circumstances i you know a lot of people don't get to see the like behind the scenes of like organizing a tournament but you know for a lot of these big tournaments like we basically have shipped the same terrain from event to event and i don't think that happened here i couldn't no wrong. no because um, i i would say you know adepticon lvo our our show northeast open we all had some of the same tables with right. you know varying varying degrees of difference but yeah you find the top tables that you like and you're like yeah i want that and then you go find who did it but is it just me or did it seem like this one kind of snuck up on us what do you mean by snuck up? Like I felt like I knew about the Atlantic City Open for like a while now, but this Dallas Open just kind of was there, like all of a sudden, and maybe just because we're not from that area, but it just seemed like, oh hey, there's one before. I thought Atlantic City was going to be the first one, and then there was a Dallas Open. Yeah, I um, I think that's there's there's a couple of reasons for that. I don't think this one was run by Frontline. I could be mm. wrong. I think this was just like a local thing that they put together so there's a you know slightly less promotional i also think this wow. was this one was smaller you know it's only a 30-ish person tournament instead of like i think both um i think atlantic city is 64 yeah um so i think that's part of it too 
Ah, okay. Yeah. That yeah. Was just, it was just I, like all of a sudden everyone was talking about it. And they're like, I it's agree. this weekend. I yeah. was like, whoa, what? Yeah. I, I didn't know it existed until people were like, we're here. And I was yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I'm the same. People uh, are posting okay. pictures on the Discord, and I'm like, "Oh, that looks fun. Where are you?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! I missed this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm a, so just following up on the um, terrain observations. The other is simply that, and this kind of tracks what you know. They have that picture in the terrain guidelines in the in the tournament packet where it's like, here's like the text of the terrain guidelines. Mm -hmm. And then here's a picture of a table with the terrain guidelines. And you look at that picture and you're like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, and the, the thing about the photo in the tournament regs about the terrain guidelines, is just the pieces are just too small. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you know, it's, it says like include X number of small line of sight blockers and X number of medium line of sight blockers and X number of large line of sight blockers. And in the picture, the, the small line of sight blockers are really like scatter terrain. And the medium line of sight blockers are really like small line of sight blockers. And the large line of sight blockers are like medium line of sight blockers. And then there are no large line of sight blockers. So, you know, on TTS, you can, you can like, you can scale things. There's literally yeah. like a function where you can make things as big or as small as you want. So, you know, I, clearly that function does not exist in real life. And I've noticed that the actual like pieces of terrain tend to just be smaller than yeah. maybe they should be. Uh, yeah, I think a lot, you know, as as someone who builds, assembles and purchases tons of terrain just because I'm obsessed with it. I I think yeah, if especially if if it was kind of if it was as quickly put together as it felt, right? Trying to put together that terrain, you're like, okay, I got 3D print this. Well, it's going to take me two days to print the big one, <laughs> but for the medium to small one, I could do it in an afternoon and then I'll be done and I can start painting it and work yeah. on, you know, and yeah, I think, I think a lot, it's a lot like that. A lot of it's when you're trying to custom build stuff, it's really hard to like scale within time you know if you got a deadline for stuff you know we can't all be the jim martins of the world and just build these really elaborate tables that are nuts but you know yeah it's complex right yeah and maybe we'll see that evolve as like the hobby part of terrain evolves a little bit and people start yeah. scratch building more stuff maybe we're just permanently in a 3d printing world because of how you know cost effective and easy that is i don't know yeah. Well, maybe maybe people need to figure out how to 3D print trees. So I they have actually. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, I've seen people since this discussion started uh, a few days ago. I've seen people start posting like STL files and stuff for 3D printed trees. You know, you space go. looking trees. So that is a thing that you can do. Um, clearly, wonder... you can just go to like the train store and buy some too. But... Yeah, and I wonder too, like. You know, one of the things that benefited us up here for Northeast Open was we reached out to like our local player base and was like, hey, do you guys got cool tables? Because we'll we'll showcase them at, you know, Northeast Open and you can come play on them. And we'll, we even like I think we rented a table or two, you know, just to get like really neat tables. And so I think we're going to have to see, and I, I know that's something Brendan does as well, like reaches out to all these different people when, when he did like Adepticon and him and LJ did the same for LVO. Like, so it's just like, how do we get these cool tables that people have spent all this time out to these tournaments, especially if they're local, you know? Yeah. But. I mean, I, there's a guy in our local that has probably like 12 tables by himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's a couple. And 
yeah and they're all amazing you know yeah. so um i'm not saying that that stuff doesn't exist but yeah I'm, yeah just how do you get it to a tournament right. yeah and i think like to some degree like i have a great table myself but like i don't it costs a significant chunk of change and i don't really feel like uh shipping it and like having people i don't know play on it you know i'm not really comfortable with that so like there are things like that too that that is like an issue right yeah i mean terrain is very time consuming to make yeah or or expensive depending and and or expensive right (laughs) yeah like it could be both it can be (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. and i'm sure it is both frankly um And certainly none of this is meant to undersell or uh, underappreciate the efforts that people go to to make terrain and or put tables together. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Hmm. All right. Any more takeaways? From that interview? In general. So Rexstar is pretty good, huh? It is. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know. It's... I mean, it gets better when the terrain's bad. Just right. to be clear, yeah. What did he say that uh, Ryan had a Luke that didn't have a line of sight blocking? I mean, yeah. And you, the way that he described do? it, it's like that there was like not a single line of sight blocker on the table anywhere relevant. <laughs> that's like, I get yeah. that you know you should be able to adapt, but that's kind of I don't yeah. know. I mean, I, I think I think in like original Star Wars Legion, that was maybe adaptable if there was like line of sight blockers close to the middle of the table and like you had to like double move to get to it or something but like man you don't want to be caught with in the open with take that clankers i don't know uh, no you just die yeah it's one of those like you roll up to the table and you're like i'm not gonna get to play this game so, yeah, yeah. so i'm actually oh. i'm gonna take the opposite side of you mike here on this one i don't think that the tts and the Dallas Open should be indicative of what Rexstar is capable of fully just yet. I think I'm not saying it's bad, but I'm I'm saying I think that we need a couple more tournaments. That I'll put my have... chips on the table here. I think Rexstar wins every tournament moving forward as long as people are playing it uh, until it gets nerfed. Every tournament? How much money you want to put on that? <laughs> you, you betting man you feeling lucky punk uh well, we can figure out a bet for this but i There's feel got, i mean i mean i i feel like you know i think i think seth was talking about lupo and his play and 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 not that it was great for that particular he didn't have a great setup but like there's gotta be ingenuity out there and like lists that we could put together outside of the triple steps 12 because i think that's just 13 specifics or 13 yeah whatever uh i think that's specific scenarios where that's successful you know successful but i think there's got to be other things we can be putting together that could that could kind of combat that list i mean i i think the best list to deal with it is probably the triple wookie list if they get a good board like you know the the scale duelist stuff you know if those if you get two or three units of wookies into melee with a clone ball like you're gonna the clones are gonna have problems um but you're gonna get call me captained you know like you you gotta do enough damage on the way in i'm not saying the list is unbeatable in any one game but if there was a list that i 
in like Legion's lifetime that I thought was going to take down every tournament in a given year. This is it. Like, I, I don't know. That's how I feel about it. Today, right? That may change in a couple releases. I think maybe it's chance, right? I mean, Tauntauns were the ones that we thought were taking down everything. And I guess they got nerfed a little bit too, but, well, but there was also during the Tauntaun meta, there was a, there was a strong counter list available to Tauntauns, yeah. which won two of the five or six tournaments during that time period, yeah. which was Palpatine. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of the other ones were won by Tauntauns. So <laughs> like, I also I also think that like I th- I think the counter lists are there if the terrain is good, but I think mm-hmm. like more often than not, like like yeah. I don't think Dallas Open is an outlier in terrain. I think uh, it's that's probably... pretty typical for like every local event that I've seen. Yeah. Right, it's pretty typical. I just like in and not even a Wookie list is going to stand up to uh, clones if they yeah, don't yeah, yeah, have yeah, anything yeah. they can hide behind. Right, they're just they're just super expensive b1s at that point for sure um, yeah they just could leaf blow it off the table basically yeah so well and i mean i think the encouraging thing was that top four was all four factions i think that's encouraging i think that whether that's because not everybody brought rec star mike if you want to phrase it that way or you know but that's encouraging and i i think we just gotta i i, I understand what you're saying and i'm not disagreeing completely i'm just i want to wait and just see what people start bringing to these tournaments and and maybe you're right. Right. And maybe that that's what's going to happen for the rest of the year, but maybe, maybe not, maybe something, maybe somebody finds something. I mean, I, I definitely think that it's possible that other tournaments will be won by other things, but overall, I think that that's probably due to a lack of people playing rec star or playing it effectively than the, you know, Hmm. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's fair. You know, if people don't bring it, of course it won't win, right? But right. I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Well, and I think that might happen with Atlantic City. I think it's very possible. You know, there's been a couple online tournaments now where like all the players have been like, kind of like did this like handshake thing behind the the table. That's like we're not going to play busted units, you know. And um, I get that, I, you know. But but I I just like if something like that happens, it's also like that's indicative that there's something else going on by itself. It's, I don't think yeah. anyone's saying it's not a strong list. Yeah. I do think that in Legion, in contrast to other games like 40K, um, the player counts for a lot. a lot. Yeah. So, you know, if I think we could see some outliers just based purely on that, especially in the smaller tournaments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. We yep. will see. I'll be interested to see what you guys uh, bet on. I don't want to take either side of that, but um... I I hope you're right. I just, yeah. you know, yeah, me too. You know, I I I, uh, I just I know that like a lot of people, not everybody plays TTS, right? Like it's a great community, and a lot, yeah. and there's a lot of people that play on TTS and play an Invader and all that stuff. But I think there's a whole bunch of new players out there who haven't played on TTS and are just waiting for real in-person events. And maybe they got something that they put together or maybe they're just, they found something that they're really good at piloting. Right. And even if you have a rec star, if, if you make like a little mistake that they're just going to eat you up. So I, 
I think that's a that's a option. Maybe we'll see. We yep. will see. We'll see. We'll all right, see. Rockstar, good final thoughts. Um, all right, we are the notorious scoundrels. I'm Kyle. I'm Mike, and I'm Jay. Stay fresh, cheese bags. <laughs> <laughs>